Tired of hearing the same thing over and over again? Frustrated with the social, political, and professional landscape of your community? If so, you're in the right place. We can tackle any issue or conversation if we approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. And now, Dr. Bob. What's the Reasonable Person Standard, you ask? According to the dictionary, a reasonable person will look at life through the lenses of fair, moderate, not excessive, nor extreme, and typically that of sound judgment. Are you that person? Hey, welcome everybody. This is Dr. Bob. So last month, we had an episode in which we discussed military spouse employment. So today, we're going to continue that conversation and talk about employment for veterans. And this is an important and timely topic, especially given the increasing number of veterans in our workforce and in our communities. The job market's tough. Let's be real. Is there more competition now more than ever? Yes. Are there some stigmas associated with being a veteran? Yes. And are many hiring managers non-responsive? Yes. I could go on and on and on. So as a veteran, I've had many trials and tribulations within the civilian employment landscape. But I'm here to tell you, we oftentimes create our own barriers. Reasonable people, in this case veterans, should look for meaningful and fulfilling opportunities to serve in today's ever-competitive workforce. Now, if you just need a job, go get a job. There are millions of jobs out there. There just aren't millions of jobs that you want to do. Underemployment is one of the greatest issues faced by veterans and by their spouses, who often lose ground through constant relocations. A recent study done by LinkedIn found that veterans are 30% more likely to be underemployed than non-veterans. Finding a job can be stressful, and for most of us, it's a full-time job in itself. Some veterans, including myself, try to land the perfect job right out the gate and typically become frustrated when it doesn't work out. So I would encourage you to find the right industry, the right discipline, or, or organization first before you try to land the perfect position. Sarah Roberts, who's LinkedIn's head of military and veterans programs, said that unlike students, many of whom choose their majors, A majority of people enlisted in the military are basically assigned their tasks and points of focus, like their jobs. And when they leave, many veterans are eager to shift gears, but lack clear pathways to do so. In fact, about 55% of veterans in transition want to do something totally different than what they did in the military. Now that's a huge challenge for that 55%, especially if they don't hold any of the industry certifications expected by many employers. Several years ago, I went on a business trip to Denver. Now, at the time in downtown Denver, there was a free bus service that went up and down the main street of the city to promote tourism and assist the business folks to get around with more ease. Now, as a visitor, I thought this was pretty cool and couldn't wait to check out the city when I had some free time. So off I went to catch the bus. As I walked toward the bus stop, I saw a bus approaching rapidly, so I picked up my pace so I just wouldn't miss it. Luckily, I got there just in time and hopped on the bus. As soon as I caught my breath, I started searching for the perfect seat. I wanted a window seat near the front of the bus so I could see what was ahead, but also would be able to hop off in a hurry if I needed to do so. Once I found my perfect seat, I settled in and started enjoying the views of the downtown hustle and bustle. After a few minutes of this, I started to think about where the bus was actually going. It seemed strange that the bus wasn't stopping at any of the bus stops along the main street, but rather seemed to be headed out of town. And before I knew it, we were on the highway. As I looked around for the bus on a route map, it suddenly dawned on me that this was not the main street bus for downtown. Rather, this was the express bus to the airport, 10 miles away. Wrong bus. Crap. 
One hour later, I was back downtown right where I started. Boy, I'm sure glad I found the right seat, but too bad I didn't find the right bus. Have you ever been on a bus or train and realized that you're headed in the wrong direction? As embarrassing as it is, this has happened to many people. Why? Because our focus oftentimes is finding the right seat instead of verifying that we're on the right bus. So let's view transitioning to a new job or career opportunity through that same lens. At some point or another, we'll all have to transition from the military into the civilian world. Or we will want or have to transition to a new employment opportunity. How do we maximize our chances for success? Even though there are numerous pieces of this puzzle, like financial needs, family needs, and education, just to name a few, veterans often place too much stock in a single component of their transition strategy. And by doing so, they alienate themselves from the job market. So how do we get on the right bus? Knowing where you want to go is only as good as your ability to find the right bus to take you there. Remember my Denver experience? So let's break this down a little. If you want to land a government job, working for the Navy as an example, you might think of the Navy as being the bus. And once on the Navy bus, you can then learn more about the other opportunities that are within the Navy to ultimately move your way to the right position for you, or the right seat. So what happens if you can't find the job you want to work for the Navy? Do you simply keep waiting until the perfect opportunity comes around and then hope that you'll be selected over the other hundreds of people that are thinking the exact same thing? Reasonable people will look for ways to simply get on the Navy bus, eat some humble pie, and just get on the bus. Sure, I know, you want to be a GS-15 right now, but that is likely not going to happen as an outsider. So consider a GS-12 position in an area that you're qualified for, but may not love. Once in the system, you'll get a much better idea of what the perfect position is, and will also be able to network yourself with many of the key players that can help get you there. A friend of mine once told me that it's so much easier to get a job when you actually have a job. So what happens if there are no Navy jobs open? Well, I suggest that you find a bus that's similar. Go work for the Army or Coast Guard or Air Force. You'll likely find positions that are very similar in other companies that will give you the experience greatly needed to be competitive for your dream job when it comes up. Beyond that, You'll likely make some great new connections and may actually find that the perfect seat you are looking for isn't so great anymore. You don't know what you don't know. Just face it. Now apply this concept to any organization within any discipline. As an example, if your dream job is to be an IT person for Google but can't crack that employment code, consider another company within the same discipline. That's a bus going in the same direction. Just get on the bus. Seriously. I had the fortune of spending many years as a hiring manager for a great company, and I engaged with many veterans. Many of them were simply unwilling to get on the bus unless it was the perfect job or paid some exorbitant salary. Neither one of those is a likely outcome if you are just entering the civilian workforce without an established network. So in comes the argument about all the decades of real-world experience you have. Experience and education both matter greatly to most employers, And sure, while your 10 plus years of experience as a tank commander are amazing, many of those skills are likely not directly transferable to your dream job as a certified financial planner. Lita Citron, who is a workforce consultant and author, provides more insight on how to promote the skills you have to employers. There aren't many jobs for a sniper in the corporate world. But it's the discipline, it's the ability to work under, under pressure, focus, patience, the, um, the attention to detail. There are skills that are relatable. And if the service member can make that easy for the employer, 
the employer can meet them halfway and, and ask better questions. Even though you can tailor your resume to highlight the leadership skills and competencies gained from your military service, relying on that one piece of the puzzle will likely result in a pass from many hiring managers. Joan Lynch, the Chief Content and Programming Officer at Working Nation, a nonprofit campaign that focuses on labor in the United States, said that most employers are saying it's not their job to train veterans. So whose job is it to train them for the workforce? The military? No. They teach them to defend our nation. Employers aren't doing it either. Most hiring managers are looking for turnkey employees. That's reality. While you certainly have numerous skills, competencies, and character traits many employers dream of, very few things trump relevant experience, coupled with industry standard certifications and credentials. In an ideal world, when you're seeking to complete certifications and degree programs, you'll consider long-term marketability over the short-term needs. And if you start early enough, consider pursuing a credential that will assist with your transition to your ideal organization instead of focusing on the credential that will just get you promoted at the time. Both are important, but focusing on long-term goals will ultimately satisfy both. Now here's a biggie. Reasonable people do their homework. Find out what type of experience and education the folks have in the jobs you are seeking, and more importantly, in the organizations you are wanting to be a part of. You must look beyond the job descriptions that are posted in HR portals by networking with people in those positions and organizations. Effectively utilizing tools like LinkedIn can provide such insight. Networking is huge and never underestimate the power of relationships, especially if you approach them all with a heart of service. Focus on what you can do for them instead of expecting something in return. John Kennedy said, And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. You should approach your professional network in the very same manner. All right, so how do we find the right seat? Finding the right seat can be tricky. Many of us don't really know what we want to be when we grow up, and my advice to you is be okay with that. If you find yourself in a job that's not ideal, make note of what you don't like about it and make note of the things you do like about it. Beyond that, whether you know it or not, you are gaining experience, and some of that experience will likely be used as a stepping stone toward the right seat. Ed Mitten, founder of the marketing company Fingerpaint, mentioned that chances are you're probably not going to be offered your dream job right out of the gate, and that's fine. Mitten also says, although it can be tempting to go for a role at the level you think you deserve, you should probably focus on getting an entry-level position in an industry you really want to get into. He continued by saying, you're much better off trying to get into an industry that you have some interest in, even if it's not the ideal job you were hoping for, he said. He tells fresh college graduates that if you want to be in an advertising, and an advertising agency in New York offers you a job answering the phones, take it. Anything that gets your foot in the door. Now, I'm not saying just take any job that comes your way. What I am saying is that reasonable people view professional growth not as a ladder type of experience, but as a pathway toward bigger and better things. As you grow as a person, your definitions of bigger and better, meaning success, will inevitably change. Be flexible and pivot as your needs and passions change and as the employment landscape changes as well. So for me, I knew that I wanted to be in education, which is the right bus. But I really didn't find my niche or the exact position, which is the right seat, until relatively recent. While I didn't know where I was going to land exactly, 
I knew what credentials and experience I needed in order to get invited in or get invited on the bus. Once I got in the door, I gained the critical experience needed to get the job I really desired. Along the way, I also discovered what seat I was really looking for. As the pieces of the puzzle came together, I realized that at the time of my transition, had I tried to land the job I now have, I never would have been seriously considered. Look, we all want great jobs and disciplines we are passionate about. Reasonable people take the time to invest in their futures by pursuing the right bus with vigor. Now, once the bus leaves the station, you can refine your skills, education, network, and competencies to create your pathway to the right seat. We have all heard statistics claiming that most transitioning veterans will find themselves in five or six jobs before they land the right one. I can tell you that I am in job number six since I transitioned from the military. I am confident now that I'm on the right bus and in the right seat. But remember, at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you talk about, always treat people with dignity and respect. Well, that's our time for the day. Thanks for joining us here at the Reasonable Person Standard. Our music was performed by Kevin McLeod, and this podcast series is produced by Jam Studios. Thank you for joining today's conversation with Dr. Bob. Be sure to check out what he'll tackle next at www.bobhabib.net. And remember, you can tackle any issue or conversation if you approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard.